Gosh, you know my favourite 2013 film starring Sandra Bullock? No, I don't. It's called Mavity. Uh, I'm never going to let you decide the joke for the opening ever again. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. We're reviewing episodes today. Yes, we Woo-hoo. are. We have much more positive things to say than that joke, so I think we should roll the intro. Hello and welcome back to Who's There, a Doctor Who podcast, the show where two Hootubers talk about the best show in all of time and space, Doctor Who. I'm one of your hosts, Crispy Pro, and I'm one of your hosts, Crispy Pro, and joining me is my other co-host, Troy Red Archer Live, and my other co-host, Troy Red Archer Live. How are you today, sir? Uh, I'm all right. My arms are feeling a bit long, but apart from that, I'm all good. Yeah, so is mine, mate. Is it yeah. supposed to be? Is it supposed to be? My jaw was head? also on the floor a second ago. It might be because of the episode, Boom. but, you know. Yeah, was this a jaw-dropping episode? Perhaps for some. Mm. Mainly David Tennant. I agree. I agree. Mm. Mm. But how well, are you, Troy? I'm good. How, how are you doing, man? How, how, is, how is your settling back into Australian life going? I am exhausted. I flew back on Tuesday evening and then had Wednesday to try and... Uh, get rid of the jet lag, went to work on Thursday and I worked from home yesterday. And what day is it now? Sunday. And was busy all of... Yes, I don't know. I haven't stopped since I last saw you, really, at all. So I'm an exhausted crispy pro, but you know what? You know what gets me through that, Troy? Um, Sleep, hopefully. Sleep and a little healthy dose of new Doctor Who. Well said. Well said, baby. Thank you very much. Because, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second review of the 60th anniversary specials where today we talk about wild blue yonder the one where matt smith showed up right the what oh ladies and gentlemen can we just get some like claps in the chat for matt smith's cameo this week but you guys oh, didn't my see goodness. it were you not looking hard enough he was there he was there he was there yeah he was there he was in the little jimbo robot he was shirtless he was that. dancing in the background i could hear half <laughs> no 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 wrong movie mate wrong movie okay well we're after 9 p.m in the uk you know we're gonna make the water schedule a couple of times we're all good once again this is being recorded live on youtube so if you're listening to this on audio platforms and you're new to the podcast and you don't already know for the 60th anniversary specials we're doing live episodes a couple of hours after the special ends so 9 p.m Ooh. uk time next saturday you're gonna want to be there for the giggle which do you know what oh. Let, let's let's start with the end have you seen the next time trailer no but i saw a picture from it as what I picture? was tweeting, one of uh, a certain shooty gatois. <gasps> so you haven't? Oh, crispy! It, uh, do you know it made, me, it made me cry? It actually made me cry. The next time trailer, yes, made you cry because there was a little, literal half a second shot of David beginning to regenerate, and for some reason that spoke to uh. like 2010 Troy and like brought up a whole load of old trauma. And I was like, no, not again. We're not doing this again. I literally, I was sat on the set. I was like. That's got me. I was like, oh, I slammed this over. I was like, no, stop. Don't cry. Don't cry. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I think I, I think it's strange that they use the regeneration in the marketing. I think that's like a special thing for the episode. So I'm surprised by that. Well, it I'm wasn't like him actually like that. like going kaboom. It was like his face glowing. Oh, but okay. it had the cloud background behind him, Mr. Crispy. You know, the one that Russell said yeah, was a what's spoiler. That all about? So maybe next week is the one where we get the Doctor cameos, because my goodness, I was pretty set on Matt Smith showing up this week, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I'm completely honest, mm-hmm. and so was, was I. I disappointed that he wasn't there? And just yeah, to probably, say, was I, I the only person you can agree, or chat, or anybody, did anyone, when David Tennant was going through like the pipes near the start of the episode, and like the fake Donna first walked in, anyone hear a hint of 12's theme for like a split second? Because I oh, thought I, I heard know. the dun 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 the drums before you start hearing I thought I heard that and I was like oh is this where the cameo started and then the music faded out and then I thought I heard this is Gallifrey coming in it's like then it stopped and I was like something's going on I think it was just Murray Gold like doing similar compositions but a couple of times I literally like leant forward in the chair and went music and then oh oh it was like I did half of the Leo pointing meme before my finger quite came out I stopped and I was like oh okay 
Okay. Yeah. So I, no. I thought I heard those bits of music. Maybe I'm going crazy. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. Murray's been re- like reusing a lot of stuff. Yes. Like I, I didn't pick it up the first time, but I saw a lot of people posting to Twitter about all the things they've noticed in the Star Beast. But I'm not, I don't necessarily have a good ear for it. I think I might have been listening to it a little bit quieter than I usually would because I was watching it at like 6 a.m. So I don't want to like blast it on my speakers mm. so I can let my girlfriend sleep. Um, but- nah, wait, like, wake her up. Get it. She should be watching it with you, man. Come on. <laughs> Well, she got up. She got up halfway through and watched a little bit, and then just saw David Tennant's like massive David Tennant, massive Catherine Tate. I was like, "Look, it makes sense to the episode." I swear. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, there's there was there was a lot going on this episode, and I don't know if I've fully processed it, Troy. I honestly don't know if I've fully processed it. Well, allow, but you've allow watched me it to twice. Take, yeah, allow me to take the reins and guide you through to wake you up and to make sure that you know. Thank you. What's going on? So we got a couple of things to do. I think to tease everybody, I'm going to ask you the question I asked you last week, and then I'm going yes. to give everyone a bit of an intermission. You'll see. You'll see. So my question, like last week, Crispy, right off the bat, score out of 10. Wild Blue Yonder, where's your head at before we talk about it? What did I give the Star Beast? I don't... I think you said about a 7, a 7 or an 8. I think... I think. Yeah. I'll, I'll settle there as well. I'm going to go 7.5, I think. So you think it's about on par with the Star Beast in comparison? For for me, yes, but for completely different reasons. Okay. For completely Intriguing. different reasons as the Star Beast. I think oh. it does a lot of things better than the Star Beast, but I think the Star Beast has strengths that this episode doesn't. So okay. we can get okay. into that. We can okay. get into that. Okay. What about you, Troy? You know, it's weird. I want to give it a higher score than the Star Beast, although I think I enjoyed the Star Beast more, if that makes mm, sense. Interesting. I feel like maybe my score is more on an objective standpoint than personally an enjoyment. I'm like, I don't know. Because I think I said the Star Beast was about an 8, whereas this I want to give like an 8.5 to a 9 maybe. I'm like, mm. Yeah, okay, wow, all right, all right. I watched it twice, and I'm going to I'm gonna make a statement and then explain it later. This is uh, Midnight 2 for me. Now, if you know what I'm yeah. talking about, Crispy, you might be able to realise what I'm saying there. If not, I'll explain it later. I'll explain it later, but this is... Well, this, a lot of people a... thought this was going to be like Midnight. I don't but, mean... Okay. In terms of episode premise, it works, but I, I mean in something also a bit more meta than that. So we'll see. Oh, Oh, However, okay. Crispy, we, we have to yes, talk mate. about the Star Beast very briefly because there's a jingle okay. you need to play. Oh, oh, is it is it uh, a funky tune that I have be. right here? Oh, here we go. It's poll time? It is, baby. It is. Because just because Crispy's half asleep and because he's just still sitting back into Australia doesn't mean the polls stop coming, ladies and gentlemen. Because much no. like the hit song All Star by Smash Mouth, they don't stop coming. So, last week, I asked you quite simply, so, I don't know, that was off the dome, that. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't know how we do the polls for the next couple of weeks, so I'm just settling it for the time being as to you saying whether you liked an episode, didn't mind it, or didn't like it, just to get a general feel of how the audience yeah, feels. Yeah, no, that's good, that's good. Probably do detail stuff in the coming weeks after that, but for 791 votes on YouTube, out of like, wow. didn't mind, and didn't like for Starbeast, Crispy, any guesses as to the spread? Uh, I'm going to guess that a majority just straight up liked it. Any percentage guess? 65. You need more faith in your audience because 86% liked it. 10% didn't mind it. And only 3% didn't like it. So there you go. Wow. There you go. Very positive. On Spotify, slightly more skewed, but not very much. Um, So it's more spread, sorry. Uh, The like has 78.8%. Didn't mind has 18.2%. But much like YouTube... Didn't like it comes out with 3%. So, Ooh. intriguing. Ooh. So, most people either didn't mind it or liked it, which sounds about right. It was, it was a classic bit of Rusty Davies writing there. Classic bit of Rusty Davies writing. Most so, certainly. Most mm. certainly. And, I, and I'm, I'm intrigued because like, I'm going to be intrigued to see if this theory holds next week. But I, I've, I've kind of realized how he's doing these specials. The first one feels oh. like, you know, it's him trying to do something as a Doctor Who fan, as a kid, bringing back something he loved and adapting it for the audience. The second one is very much a typical, this could, could have been pride out of Series 4, Doctor and Donna episode that's not really connected. And then the last one's going to be some big bombastic finale to, like, celebrate the end of a Doctor. Like, he's, he's really trying to do three different things with these specials that I've kind of, like, noted. I'm like, ooh, you okay. know? I'm, like, I'm intrigued. Okay. I'm intrigued. And it's going to be interesting to see what the vibe is next week and then... Once they're all, all is said and done, trying to compare it in the week after, you know, actually looking back, back on all three and trying to ascertain what we think, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Gosh. Yeah, mm. that's going to be very interesting looking back. I don't know, because I feel like my opinion changes all the time. Uh, that's true. I've watched, I've watched the Starbies like maybe four, 
times now. I did want to ask you that, and yeah. Eight, How many you've seen it four times? Yeah, I've seen it four times and I feel like it it fluctuates each time that I watch it. I'll be like, Oh yeah, that that was brilliant and then the other time I was like, Oh no, it doesn't doesn't quite hit the mark. So okay. I don't know. It, it's an ever changing thing. Well I suppose that's what uh, good Doctor Who is, I guess. It Doctor continues is. the the conversation. What what's what's the doctor? An ever changing thing. Oh my gosh. That is beautiful. And also Troy. a bit uh, <laughs> Donna's line, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that obvious. I was like, did she just say the doctor's a bit a bit like <laughs> you know, you what? know? <laughs> Which line? You know the line where he was like, Oh, Isaac Newton's really hot, and he was like, Oh, do I say things like that now? Is that what I am now? And she was like, it was never that it wasn't that hidden. Oh, I I don't know. I missed I missed that bit. I missed that. It bit, was a absolutely. bit of like a like a, a well, you know. Sometimes people use gay as an insult, but you know, it was a bit of a gay suggestion. Like you were a little bit gay, doctor. Right. You know, it was a little bit. I had the line. And I was like, oh, Donnie, you cheeky devil. Like, I just thought that was really funny. It's a really good little yeah. line, and it's true because oh, um, <laughs> Yaz has entered the chat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's That's a little bit. He's were. a little bit uh, quirky, shall we say? A little bit quirky. Let's say a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A little bit absolutely. quirky. A little bit quirky. Okay, Sam. We have yes. a lot to talk about. And I think the best way to kick off this discussion is with another feature for these episodes that now ties us directly into Well Beyond. Crispy, have you got any kind of jingle you can play for us that maybe would celebrate, um, I don't know, something to do with ticking things off, you know, some some markings, some crossing out or... Oh. Mm. Oh. Any random I sound you know. got? Oh, maybe this one. Bingo! Right. Ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. I actually have it on screen this time. This is our bingo grid for the 60th anniversary specials. If you missed last week's episode, you can see in the video versions now. Uh, on audio, we'll read it out for you, don't worry. But you can see that we are just one square away from bingo in one of the lines and two away vertically. But that's... <clears throat> about to change so uh in the bingo card we have crossed out so far psychic paper appearance unit helipad binary 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 dalek cameo 14 mentoring the fires of pompeii 14 missing rose via yasmin finney's character's name and beat the meat villain arc so that's what we've gone through so far crispy we have yes some things to tick off here actually not that many not that many actually not many at all but uh what, what are we going to start with here in crossing off on the bingo card well, I mean, we have the top one there that says Bernard Cribbins makes us cry. And my goodness, I was not expecting Wilfred Mott to be at the end of this episode, but it was a welcome surprise. This is what I was wondering, because when they filmed the scenes in Camden, it looked like it was the exact same time of day and setting and more importantly, location as when uh, the ending of the Starbeast was filmed. So I was like, was Wilf there? Correct. Did they refilm it without him? How's that working? So I was beginning to think if he like when he'd show up and how. But then he, of course, does appear in the same setting. I'm like, oh, this makes sense. And as you can see, I've just crossed that. Look at that, Crispy. How good am I? Um, wow. How, I, did, how did you do that? I, I, I've got it open in Paint on it. I save it and it just updates in OBS. It just updates, baby. Uh, that's that's how we do it. That's oh, how we roll here. That's pretty cool. Um, but no, in Doctor Unleashed, there's a whole section on it. I won't spoil it for you. It's well worth watching. Made me cry. Hence why okay. we've ticked off Bernard Cribbins makes us cry. Um, but Russell talks a little bit more in depth about filming. And interestingly enough... He didn't say we couldn't film the rest because he died. He, they said that he was too ill to film the rest. Oh. So I think from the way he was talking, they only managed to film the day that we saw of him on set with David and Catherine filming that ending. Now, as you know how the episode ends, they're kind of all together as a plane explodes near them, which gives me gives me very much Last of Us vibes. But I feel like maybe, maybe he could be at the start of the episode or maybe it'll just jump cut to David being somewhere else, like in the middle of a street or something. I don't know, but... It might be the last we see sure. of Bernard, and I wouldn't mind oh, that. I think it's nice wow. to have one scene there, but I, I did think we'd get more, but I guess not. I, I don't. Well, I mean, you know, you can only do so much if the man mm. is sick. I think we're just grateful to have him at all. Absolutely, yeah. ninety-three years mm. of age, and they're filming once more. And yeah, Russell went to length about that. Well worth watching. He like he talked about. Uh, well, actually, can you get unleashed in where you are? How are you? No, oh, I can't get unleashed here. That's all right. Any Thank VPNs want to sponsor us? To, any, yeah, to NordVPN. Yeah, any VPNs want to sponsor us? We'd love to do a segment for you. Just hit us up. Drop us an email. Um, yeah, so he basically says that he thinks it's really poetic, where he's like, um, you know, Bernard Cribbins, you know, that he came back to us for the last thing he did in his life. And it was a really, yeah, like, gosh, it was a really oh beautiful my gosh. It was really nice. It was really, really nice. Um, anything else on the grid we can get rid of? Uh, Billy, <laughs> Billy Piper cameo. Uh, we don't have a Billy Piper cameo in the episode, but we do have one right here, baby. Oh, look at that. Oh, Troy, 
You just met Billy Piper. I did. I was honestly, My I really goodness. hoped that she showed up in this episode because I, we were all thinking of cameos because I was like, I could say I've seen Billy Piper twice today. But mm. you can see in the podcast, I was at For the Love of Sci-Fi today, very briefly, met Billy Piper and for the Gotham and or Star Wars Jedi fans amongst you also met Cameron Monaghan. So, was that today? That was today. Yeah, that was today. Was what? Exhausted. Oh my god! I'm conned gosh. out, mate. That's the last con, and it's going to be the last one for a few months. I've done too many. I'm exhausted. You've been conned, mate. I have been conned. Been conned. My wallet certainly frigging has been. <laughs> 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 but there, uh, I got pops as well. So there you go. I'm showing them very quickly because they really don't matter because we are talking about the episode. You can't really see Rose's signature, but you, Billy's. Nice, about. nice, yeah. nice. Very cool, very cool. So we can't quite take her off on the grid, but I thought that was funny to mention for the sake of the joke. But. Much like what I asked you last week with uh, the, centi- the not centenary, the children need special, uh, the 14th Doctor says, I'm sorry, Donna, but he doesn't say, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. So can we cross no. that off the grid? No. No. All right. No. All right. Get rid of uh, All right. No. That's All right. next week. All right. Okay. So are we taking off Donna Dies? Because she's done that twice this this uh, in the special so far. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she keep, I, yeah. I have I, to admit, I, I'm worried. This, I'm worried. This is set up a precedence. You know, things coming threes, third times the charm, twice in a row. Donna's nearly died. Is she actually just going to oh. die in the third one? Like, what's happening? I don't know. Well, I almost didn't believe it at the end there, and I was like, yeah. "Wow, okay." It was it was a long hallway, and the the explosions were happening in slow mo. I was like, "Are they going to actually kill her off in the final?" Donna's going to be some kind of imposter, mm. and then they do a Stephen Moffat, and they're like, "Oh, you know, I've kind of restored." Uh, Donna, much like that glass thing in the Twice Upon a Time, where it's like, yeah. it's kind of them, but it's not. Well, when he um, flew off, I, I just like <laughs> I had the thought of him in, in an interview recently being like, you'll see in these next three episodes, anything can happen. And I was like, by anything, do you mean actually killing Donna off like that? And I was like, Ugh. and then he kept, I was like, okay, fine, we're good. We're good. We're all right. So, but I, I think for you know the how how Donna Noble is, you know, she's she's not afraid to speak her mind. I think mm-hmm. she let the doctor off lightly for the fact that she almost died. Exactly. Don't you think? Yeah. I, I, I would have, I would have been like, Doc, are you serious? Are you serious? Like what she did in, in Poison Sky, where she smacked him and then sat down next to him. Yeah, yeah. I was expecting something like that. I don't know. I think she let him off well, lightly. Well, you know. Well. Well. Um, okay, I, is there anything else on the grid that we can talk that we can take off? I don't think there is, and if there isn't, I think. Well, I think in as I was rewatching the Star oh. Beast on beautiful Disney Plus here in Australia, um, they the the Cloister Bell was in the Star Beast at the end. I rewatched it. And I didn't hear it. It says Cloister Bell rings on the subtitles. In the subtitles. Oh, but if you don't hear it, it could be an error in the subtitles. I don't know. I don't think so. I heard it with all my right. ears. All right, all right. It was in Wild Blue Yonder, Ella said, but it wasn't in Wild Blue Yonder, was it? Troy, I think you're just immune to hearing the cloister bell. Maybe my ears are all cloistered up. The cloister bells of St. John are ringing. I know what you're trying to do there, but it didn't. it didn't work didn't work oh sorry thank buddy. you sorry my buddy. co-host appreciate yeah. that sorry sorry yeah no, i like to keep you grounded i like to make sure you know when things work and when they don't yeah no, that's well, speaking that's of fair. grounded this episode was pretty grounded it might was, i just say it was but i want to lead into something that was really really good about this episode and it might be a random point okay. but i really want to talk about it and it's going to connect you from the bingo card to the actual discussion because crispy what is what is the square in the top row in the middle what does it say what uh Jodie Whittaker 13 appears. Can we talk about how Russell the Davies managed to tie in not only the timeless child, but Flux (laughs) as well? And also answer a question that unfortunately for all the things I love about him for, Chris Chibnall didn't even manage to answer in his writing that the Flux actually wasn't reversed. That's been confirmed now. Yeah, I... What the hell? I think that's so so funny. Yeah. Well, because I think there's been multiple interviews from like maybe Stephen Moffat and Russell T Davis as well prior to him coming back where they were saying, Oh, it's not the job of the next showrunner to kind of retroactively do anything to the previous showrunners work. Um, but I think Russell T might've been like, yeah, I'm going to address that. I'm going to address that mm. most definitely. And I think I genuinely think Russell likes the plot point of the doctor, not knowing where they came from. I think Russell watched that and was like, Ooh, yeah, I, think I, could, so, cook, I could cook with that. I could cook with that, mm. but I am, I'm, I'm very surprised that they addressed the flux directly, but they said it by name and said that, yes, the universe has been wiped out and the doctor feels some kind of guilt for that. Did I see that in the Jodie Whittaker episodes? No, 
I didn't see any kind of guilt from the Doctor there. But in all fairness, 13 wasn't very good at expressing themselves now, were they? She was quite socially awkward. Yes, she was quite socially awkward, as they say. But I mean, what did they Um, say 10 was? What did did actually Billy Piper, (laughs) Rose, uh, or the moment, refer to 10 as in, uh, in the 50th anniversary special? Do you remember? I can't remember that. What, she said what that did they re- Ten was the one who regrets, and eleven was the one who forgets. So if we're staying oh. in character, then you know fourteen is regretting what he did to lead to the creation of the flux. Oh, all right. I have all too right. many Doctor Who quotes just ingrained in my brain. It's a, it's a problem. <laughs> like every time I, I like, it's almost like I catch myself like an out body experience, and I'm like, why do you remember that? Why do you? Re- oh, actually, Barney the Cockapoo's mom remembered in the chat. Shout out! She knew. She knew. <laughs> she nice, put it in there. Nice, Good. I'm not nice, alone. Thank you. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, but yeah, I was grinning ear to ear the like all the way through that scene. Not only because it was like David just chewing up scenery, talking about something that wasn't even related to his doctor. That was yeah. Elite. You felt it. Just seeing that connection, I, I figured, as you said, you know, the, the show the showrunners don't tend to undo each other's work, but they tend to, like, move on and do their own thing. Like, Stephen Moffat didn't really have any alien invasions where the ground-level human race was involved, and Chris Chibnall didn't have any dark storylines where the Doctor would die and then not die. Like, things move on and then don't get referenced. But, True. like, I expected Russell to just kind of move on, not touch the flux of Timeless Child. He certainly wasn't going to undo it. Anyone who thought he w- was was dreaming. But to actually address it, and two episodes into his new tenure, that's mad. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't expecting that. But yeah. no, that, that was that was a welcome addition. I don't know if it will have any future bearing. It very well might. Um, mm. But we'll just have to see how it plays out. But yes, I, I, I was a fan of how Russell dealt with that. Even yes. though he didn't, it honestly wasn't his job to. It, like it would have it would have worked fine if he didn't. Mm. But uh, as Doctor Who fans, you know, it is the 60th, I suppose, it's celebrating all of Doctor Who. Not really. Um, doesn't but, feel like it so you know, far, it, I have to say. Doesn't feel like a celebration. It feels like RTD2 is in full swing. And, I mean, you know, we've got one of the most favourite Doctor Companion duos back. So in that way, yes, it is a yeah, celebration. And the Toy Maker that, yeah. and the Star Beast and Beep the Meep and all, all the rest of it is a celebration in itself. <laughs> but it's not as grand as uh say say the 50th mm. or you know the various other multi-doctor specials and this episode i thought was going to be a multi-doctor special ed it wasn't you see i think i remember saying to you about i don't even know 20 20 weeks ago i'm gonna say on average roughly i was like you know even if we don't get any multi-doctor cameos it's fine because this like this kind of is you know a six an anniversary special in itself by having an old doctor and an old companion come back that is enough I don't agree with that anymore. I'm starting to think, no, I really would like a bit more from an other eras to be acknowledged and like played into it. Yeah. We're obviously going to naturally get a bit of the Hartnell era in having the toy maker there. Fine. But of course, I, um, do you know what I really thought? There were two points where I actually thought we were going to start to see other cameos. There was one, which was, and I was really leaping here. And when my mum listens to this, she'll suddenly know what I'm talking about. The first time we watched it, cause we watched it twice and I'll get into that in a bit. Like I said, but when the fake David Tennant takes his tie off at one point, do you know where yeah. my brain went? Shooty got Yeah, I was like, yeah. wait, Shooty didn't have his talent in that one bit where he's like, what the hell is going on? I was like, could this be it? And then I realized, I was like, oh no, it was loose around his neck. He hadn't taken it off. So again, kind of like I, the music cue, I kind of went, <gasps> and then stopped. I was like, okay, no, never yeah. mind. Uh, no, I, I 100% had the exact same thought. Them talking about like taking different forms and like them kind of getting there. I was beginning to wonder if he might have bounced between different doctors when I realized he had different doctors' thoughts. I was like, maybe he'll suddenly be Matt Smith for a second. And that's this how we is, get multi-doctor. I feel like this is something we talked about on the podcast. <laughs> I, I, we, were, we, were like, we were like, it's not going yeah. to be... Like a multi-doctor in a sense that, you know, the actual incarnation will be there, but it will be some weird thing where something takes the shape or yep. like, well, I think a lot of people, I going into this, I thought that this entire place was going to be set up to torment the doctor and have like these tragic moments from the doctor's life presented to them as some kind of test mm. or something like that. Almost like, you know, you're, uh, heaven sent. And I think a lot of people have been making comparisons to heaven sent. I think this doesn't even touch the greatness of heaven sent in oh, my no, opinion far from it no absolutely um, not i think it's a fun time but i don't think it is yeah the the masterpiece that heaven sent is but i thought it might play with that concept that this is a place designed to torture and test the doctor and uh in a way i mean for a massive positive of this episode the actual set design like the practical sets and even that big cgi corridor i thought looked great i thought that that was really really cool 
um, just how how they set everything up because mm. uh, if if it, I felt the scale of it, I felt I felt how um, yeah big and large it was and how uh, alone it was. I thought they did a really really good job at the start, just setting up how vast this place is and how alone one would feel if you were just walking aimlessly yes. through the corridors there. Yes. So yeah, I don't know, but it's no it's no heaven sent. That's no. that's my two cents there. Speaking of the vastness, can I? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do something I don't normally do, crispy. What you what know are you going how to do? how in defence I am of people who say green screen doesn't look bad and all this. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like you know I don't really care. Enough. I've got to be honest. There are a couple of points where I was like, oh, this yeah. isn't landing for me. This is not. Yeah, but the the really wide shot, like for me, for green screen. We talked about this before, and I think it's been in some of the Marvel special episodes. But the one I always reference is in Spider Man No Way Home. There's a very tiny thing of Flash looking at his phone, and the whole background behind him is green screen, and everyone lost their nut over it. And I was like. I couldn't notice it. It was just like, who cares? It's green screen. If it doesn't take you off, it doesn't matter. There's a couple of shots in the Marvels that do it, which I think we talked about when we put that episode out, which we'll do at some yeah. point soon for patrons. We've said, but in this, in that scene, in the in the hallway, there were quite a few times, especially the long shots of the co- corridor, where I was like, <laughs> you can tell that's not real because obviously you have to spend disbelief a bit. But it was like an endless corridor they were walking along, and I was like, how much of that is actually real? I'd be surprised if any of it was. I don't think the, any of it was. No. It wasn't. No, Doctor only showed, showed them in like a, just a green bit box. They were yeah. walking along, so none of it was real. But also, the, it was made worse by the running, because there were quite a few times yeah, where they were that, running, especially David. Where, <laughs> where well, I, my mum was like, "Oh, it's because there's two Davids on screen." But there was one point where there was just one David running, and it honestly, to me, it looked like he was running on the spot, and it was like one of those what? 1920s movies where a background no. moves behind him. <laughs> well, th- I think yes, that's what happened. But I, I didn't feel that with David. I thought David's running was all right. I thought Catherine Tate when they had that one shot, I was like, mm. oh, she's definitely just standing still. They but both I didn't had feel bad that ones, I think. David, mm. yeah. So in the in that sequence, I thought, yeah. But I mean, I think the idea of this episode will definitely give kids nightmares because there's some really freaky stuff oh, in absolutely. there. And I, if I was watching this as like a ten year old, I mean. It would be my heaven sent. Absolutely. I probably wouldn't enjoy heaven sent as a 10 year old. I would have been like, this is heaven this sense. Is some scary. Yeah, that's that's like top level confusing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But this one is like a proper scary uh, sci fi adventure. But I don't know. Some of, some of those CGI, I mean, I enjoyed the big hand stuff, but when they were like massive and they had those like Snapchat filters on their face, I was kind of like, yeesh, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, have you have you thought about those at all and any comparisons you could make? Because I had one right from the start. Uh, uh, Pennywise nope. from the It film nope. is where think, I was going. Think more Doctor if anyone Him. in the chat, think more Doctor. Think Who, more Christine. Doctor. The Lazarus experiment. I saw David Tennant's eyes all over the place, and it took me back immediately oh, to Miss yeah. Evangelista in Forest yep. of the Dead. It like the yep. exact same thing they did to her in 2008, where the eyes were all blue all over the face. That is the exact <laughs> same thing. And I was like, thing. have they just that... done the same thing again? Is that meant to be a nod? Like, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, like, you know... It's, you know, not not the best CGI running down corridors. I mean, this is Doctor Who. This is what we <laughs> signed up for. Thought it could have been slightly better, well written. You know, is that what you're going for, Mister Chibnall? Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's that's me. That's me. I would actually love to recreate that scene. We should do um, that. We should have done that in person, man. Damn, that would have been a good that idea. Would, that that would have been funny. That would have been quite funny. <sighs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It's as far as Doctor Who episodes go, I think it's good. I think it's good, but. I expected so much more. Okay. So much mm. more. Well, Throwing stuff off the table. Well, allow me to give you my thoughts based on that exact thing. Because okay. I finished the episode and I tweeted a now deleted tweet. I very often do this where I tweet something and I'm like, eh, if it's something I'm like a little bit negative, I delete it. And I said, I couldn't tell if it was the most amazing episode of Doctor Who or the most mid episode of Doctor Who. And I was like, no, that seems like... Mm. The problem is, as we've said so many times on record, this is the episode that was completely secretive. It was completely off the box. It was all filmed in studio. And David Tennant was being like, oh, no, this is just a fraction of what you've seen. There's so much more stuff you don't know about. And all this teasing and all this. And then it got to the point where it was almost like Andrew Garfield. They were like, there's not much here. There's only three actors. And the director was like, we, we haven't got any secrets. It's just filmed in studio. And then that just makes you think it's Andrew Garfield all over again because that's the world we live in. And so you go into it expecting all these amazing things 
And then it is literally just, as I said earlier, it's literally like a, a script that could have been plonked out of Series 4 and dropped into here now. Like, it yeah, very much feels absolutely. like a standard Doctor episode. And because of that, because it had these un- unrealistic expectations set for it, it then harmed my enjoyment of the episode. Because I was like, there's some really genius character work going on here, some really good plays in the scenes and the, the camera work, things like that. It was some really good stuff. But I was expecting so much more, as you said, and then it kind of ruined it. So, <laughs> ironically, I don't know why I always end up comparing it to Marvel, but it's much like Doctor Strange too. Because I said to you at the time, I think I remember, I didn't expect Wanda to be the villain in that film right the way through, and it ruined my enjoyment. Oh, right. But when I went again in knowing what it was like, I was like, no, this film's really good. Same here. I, at first time I watched it, I was like, that's maybe a six or a seven. It was fine. There was some good stuff in there, but I wasn't loving it. I've come out of it now. Watching it again, not having that expectation, and just appreciating it for what it is, I'm like, no, that's really, that's really blooming good. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, well, I feel, I, I don't know, with the Star Beast and Wild Blue Yonder, I feel like they are better on the second rewatch, which mm. I'm, an, I'm annoyed at, yeah. in a way, because uh, this is the, f- you know, the first two episodes that are appearing on Disney+, Plus, and, you know, I kind of want to um, show it, ha- like, have this, uh, you know, kind of share this to people, but mm. these are people that are only going to watch it once and on face value i don't know if it quite uh hits the 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 mark as much as i want to i don't know maybe i'm being very harsh but someone someone in the chat who was saying someone in the chat was saying i was from the uh dr master and they said i don't think it should have been um that secretive exactly i i think that yeah the marketing i think kind of shot themselves in the foot because i i like the idea that they hid um the fact that it's just catherine and david like the other cast members are catherine and david Tennant. um so i think they're not. No, because there were three redacted names. The three redacted names were Isaac Newton, the woman who spoke to Isaac Newton at the start, and Bernard Cribbins. Oh, okay. Well, good o Took me a minute Fantastic. to realise that, because I felt the same as you. I was like, hang on. Three redacted names. So, David Tennant again, Catherine Tate again. I honestly thought it was like Paul Bettany with WandaVision. Why are there so many Marvel connections? But he, was, he said in WandaVision, he was like, I managed to do a scene with someone I've wanted to work with for ages, and it turns out he's taken the mick and he meant himself, because it was Vision versus Vision. I was like, is that what they're doing here? It's it's the same actor again? Is yeah, that right. the joke? But it wasn't, so... Hmm. I see, I see. Yeah, well, I mean, there you go. And look, I'll be honest, I kind of had this dream as to how the episode starts, because okay. the, lovely, the lovely people, I think it was the people over at the official Doctor Who podcast were like, Russell showed them the episode, and the, the opening sequence, the pre-title sequence, had their jaws on the ground. And I was like, ooh... What's that about? Really? And I kind of, um, yeah, I think I swear I read that. Maybe I'm misquoting. Anyway, I heard that the opening title sequence was like a big thing. And I was like, oh, okay. And when it started with the TARDIS not crashing into like that spaceship thing, I was like, oh, okay. And then, you know, there were trees and we're in England in yeah. 1666. I was like, I have this vision. I had a dream where I was like, it's going to open as if it's a Matt Smith episode and we're going to get Matt Smith and Karen Gillan uh, and then they're going to be doing something, doing something, and then all of a sudden the world around them is going to kind of evaporate and they're in some kind of simulation on the spaceship. That's what I imagined the opening pre-title sequence Ooh, was. I didn't go that instead, far. Instead, I got Mavity. I got the Mavity <laughs> of the situation. That's, that's when the Mavity of the situation, uh, you know, hit for me. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. The Mavity thing. I had to explain. I'm almost like, wait, why is it? It's like, I had to explain. Like, it's, it's such a... It felt almost out of place, that. Is that just me? Why was that It was. Uh, there? I, that, was the, that was a very... Stri- like, it didn't have any bearing on the episode. Yeah. It was just a fun little thing to show the Doctor and Donna. I liked, I liked the visual of seeing them in the tree. And I like I like the, uh, you know, the whole concept of them running into Isaac Newton. It's very Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. But usually the pre-title sequence has some kind of... Uh, you know, bearing on the the episode moving forward, it kind of sets up things to come. But instead, it just kind of set up this little inside joke. Exactly. So, I don't know. So, like, if if like if you try and think about another episode, like, and I I, I challenge anyone in the chat to do it because the first one I was thinking of was oh, before the flood with Peter Capaldi. He does that whole monologue about the bootstrap paradox. That doesn't tie in. And then I realised, yes, it does. Because yes, the whole thing about his ghost. Episode. How does he know how to fix the ghost? <laughs> like he was never told. Like, yes. It was the answer was already there. It loops. It loops. Like. I, I don't think I can think of an episode where there was an intro that just didn't tie in at all. And unless suddenly Isaac Newton is like a, a part of the third special or something, then I, I think that was just throwaway, which is weird. Because like you said, you know, when it opened, you thought it was going to be something different. I just kind of went, oh, it's there's more to this than the ship. 
I didn't think as far as you did, but I was like, oh, we're not on the ship at the start. There could be more to this. And it turns out it was just an Isaac Newton gag that kind of went into a weird Mavity thing. Which Now, does that mean every time Gravity's mentioned in Doctor Who, it'll always be Mavity? And if someone jumps in later, they're going to be like, what the hell are they saying? Has everyone just got a speech impediment when they say Gravity? What's going on? Like... I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I don't know what. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means for the mm. future of Doctor Who. But we'll see. Well, we'll, ha- we'll have to see. Well, I don't know. It was a strange opening. For very sure. odd. Very very odd. I don't know. I don't know. But we can we can move into the actual episode. Yeah. Okay. If Go you, for if it, you like. Go if for you it. like. Um, I thought that the first twenty minutes of this were the best Doctor Who we've seen so far. Absolutely. Well, like ever. I, no, uh, as in, as in, sorry, not ever. <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh, for, whoa, those are some big for, words. For these, for these specials, for these specials, I think the first twenty minutes of Wobble Yonder, I enjoyed so much. I enjoyed the, um, the characterization of both the Doctor and Donna. I okay. enjoyed how the the TARDIS reacted. I enjoyed them just exploring the spaceship. It felt like the, the you know the dynamic duo were finally back. Yes, and that's kind of what yes. what I was enjoying. You know, we we had the big s- setup in the Starbeast. It all felt very quick. There weren't these kind of big character beats, but seeing them together, it was like two best mates. You know, re- reuniting once again, and that that was awesome. And you know them going into the the buggy kind of felt very Waters of Mars esque uh, with you know Roger Roger or whatever his name is. What's his name? Uh, the that that robot thing. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. it felt very Waters of Mars. Um, oh, gadget, gadget, but, yeah, gadget, gadget. Not Roger Roger. That's Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you um, want to talk about Star Wars, crispy. <laughs> no, no, okay, no. Okay, okay. Dangerous words. Okay, dangerous okay, words okay, in front okay, of Troy. Sorry. sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I enjoyed it, and then as soon as the the scenes happen where you know the Doctor and Donna are separated, and then all of a sudden uh, the the Doctor and another Donna enter those rooms, I was like, oh, here we go, yep. here we go. This yep. is the setup. Um, but then you know, as soon as the arms get longer, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird, kind of cheesy. Uh, but then they get really big and they get all tangled. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, you know, this isn't this isn't quite as scary as your midnights because the beauty of midnight was the fact that you don't see the monster. And so you kind of have to imagine it in your own head. Um, but with this, I, I don't know. I think, I think maybe they could have played on the whole, how confronting it is to see a monster that looks like yourself coming, coming back at you. I don't know. I don't know. I would argue just, that you don't see the monster in this either. And that was one of the midnight comparisons I was going to make. True. True. Like, you only see the, the monster in a humanoid form, even though it's exaggerated slightly in this, but you only see them in a humanoid form, like taking the form of some kind of human. Um, that's the big similarity for me for Midnight. Um, mostly on one location, much like Midnight. Midnight's in the spa at the start and the end, and then on the truck for the whole thing, whereas this is on the ship for pretty much the whole thing, apart from Isaac Newton's bit. Um, and then also, just from my own personal preference, that's like the meta tie-in, is that, as I've said to you before, when I first saw Midnight, I was like, it's all right, didn't really love it that much. Then every time I watched it again, I was like, oh, that's really clever. That's really well written. And like already second time around with this, I'm like, oh no, that is really good. So I see like a few connections there that I, I thought were interesting. For yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, I think I'm sure. I'm sure we could draw a lot of um, comparisons to Midnight. Uh, but I think that there was a, yeah, a missed opportunity for them. Even if they don't bring uh, like, you know, doctors back. Just the fact that this monster is trying to take humanoid form. I think they missed an opportunity to maybe, you know, get uh, Ten's old look in, like maybe Ten could, like, uh, as in like the suit yeah. that they're wearing. Just maybe the whole Don, like, get, yeah. get, get, get uh, you know, a uh, costume that Donna wore, maybe, you know, the partners in crime, a uh, little suit dude that she had on. Um, you know, I think there could have been like some kind of cool little, I mean, but this is it. This is it. You know, I can't be, it's not a Marvel movie. I can't be hung up on cameos and references. Okay. I really enjoyed what they can't you? did <laughs> moving forward. I can't, I can't. I know it's hard. I know can't it's hard. Crispy? But we've, we've, we've been, oh my gosh, put that away. Put that away. No. Fine. It's uh, going to sound so weird on audio. It is. Platforms. Let's just not explain gonna... it. Let's not explain it. Let's just not. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, look, I, I don't know. I think, yeah, I went in with two high expectations, almost like I did with the Star Beast. So my expectations are lowered for next week, but I think it's going to be a bombastic finale, um, which is fun. But look, if we're being real, I don't know. Doctor Who finales are, are a fine art. And I feel like mm. sometimes they they try and cover too much. Sometimes mm-hmm. they try and wrap up too much. Sometimes they don't wrap up enough. 
so I, I don't know. With Russell T Davies, maybe he, in his, like, if we're looking at New Who, maybe he was the strongest person with finales. If we look at the showrunners, maybe. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, so I think we're in safe hands in that regard. But yeah, there is there is a lot going on and a lot that needs to happen. So I'm intrigued by next week and we'll just have to see how it plays out, I okay. guess. But yeah, we need, we need to talk more about this episode. What what else did you like slash dislike about the episode, Troy? I'm I keen would, to pick your brain. I would, before I do that, like to just point out an interesting comment from Amy, Amy Funderburk in the chat. And by the way, folks, we will yes. have a section at the end for your thoughts. So please be thinking about what you want to send in. We'll read through some stuff shortly. Um, but Amy said... I actually thought it was a smart start based on what came later. Sir Isaac Newton was a reminder of how we're subject to laws of our reality, like gravity or mavity uh, and form, whereas that wasn't the case later, um, which is an interesting statement. She then follows up by saying, later towards the end of the episode, 14 says gravity, but Donna questions him, so that may be an out to gradually correct it. That bit I don't necessarily agree with, because I think that's that's like um, Cold Blood in Series 5, where Amy's mm-hmm. like, I'm a time traveller, I won't forget Rory, and Eleven goes, that's your personal history, so it will change you. So I don't think the term gravity being changed to mavity affects the Doctor, because it's not hu- it's human history changing there and not universal history. So to him, it's still gravity, yeah, but to okay. every human, it's mavity. So I don't know about that. But saying that that's interesting, though, saying that, you know, Isaac talks about gravity, form, how st- like states of matter, and then we get an alien who doesn't quite understand that. So, you know, maybe maybe it's not completely yeah. silly that that's there. Well, no, sure, but that's like... Oh, you've not you've not persuaded as... him at all! No, well, I, I get it. I understand where you're going, and that's that's an excellent observation. I think Amy should have their own podcast for bringing up great be a guest, points Amy? like that. But, <laughs> I think, but I think as... Uh, trying to be accessible to the audience. Yeah. I, I, if I if I asked someone that this was their first episode, they'd be like, "What was that thing at the start?" Oh, well, 100%, like, what, what I was? Yeah, yeah. So I I think I think yeah. I don't know. There's been more clearer, um, more clearer, more clear uh, pre-title sequences before, and even if with the bootstrap paradox thing, you might not understand it at the start. You kind of realize, oh wait, that was that was directly related. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that. The, uh, I I don't know. I well don't said. Know. Well said. But as for the things, things in the episode that I disliked. liked, yeah, hmm, mm. hmm, hmm. Mm. You know, I know, I like what you were saying about how the opening twenty minutes were um, like the strongest thing, and it's interesting that like what you're basically saying is if the rest of the episode had been that quality, it would have been better than the Star Beast. I, I, I'm intrigued by I that. Think so I liked the unsettling nature of a lot of the camera angles being from between the walls, things like that. Also, there was, I don't know if you clocked it, there was a particular camera shot when they just got to the bridge and and 14 had just sat down. The camera kind of like pans around a wall and like puts the chair more in focus, but you see a shadow against the wall for a bit, then it fades. There's like a a shadow there for a brief second, it might be someone trying to take form. You also very briefly see a hand show up and then disappear. That one was a bit more obvious when David's uh, 14's fiddling with the, the pipes before we see the clones show up or the aliens. Like, that unsettling nature I really, really liked. But as you say, once it goes all Photoshop filter, Snapchat filter, face thing, it kind of loses a bit of that unnerving nature. It does. Like, I I think, dare I say this, the episode might have worked better without all of the, like, you know, the the weird, like, big hands. And, like, if it was just uh, Mm. evil David and evil Catherine, maybe it would have worked better as a character piece. And then maybe in the final act you could go a bit more bombastic but i feel like i i don't know i feel like there is more money being poured into doctor who so the writers don't have to pull back as much as they did they can kind of be like yeah like if russell wants a massive david Tennant and massive Catherine tate let's go for it if if russell wants you know uh, a massive spaceship for beep the meep or a wheelchair that can fire rockets let's do it um, so I, I I don't know. I think I think Midnight works so well because like the man wrote that in a week because he needed a story with one location, and I think it worked brilliantly. So maybe Doctor Who is getting too big for its boots. I don't know. I don't know. Mm, intriguing. I keep I just... saying I keep saying I don't know at the end of these because I genuinely don't know how I feel because there's some really good stuff, but I think I, I I don't know. Maybe I prefer a more uh, grounded, pulled backstory, and that's what I got in the first twenty minutes. I just realised this episode went from a very unsettling horror-y style thing to basically an episode of Among Us. 
to an episode of Among Us. Yeah, like the games is just them going, who's the imposter? Who's the imposter? Who are we voting out? Oh my gosh, Troy, we need to make an edit of that right now for the Who's There Twitter. <laughs> and then when, when when they all collide in the same no, room when, and then just have... When 14's just, on the ladder and it spins around, it makes the vent noise. Itch! Yeah, <laughs> literally. Oh, that's quite good. Doctor Who Poop, good. you could steal that if you credit us. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, they're probably already on it. They are so quick, Doctor. Yeah, they are. They are they so are. quick. Um, oh, my but days. yeah, no, I think I think that's funny. I think that's funny. But yeah, I, I don't know, Troy. So uh, yeah, what 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 did you what did you dislike? Um, honestly, not much. Like I said, I think the CGI like green screening lost me a couple of times, mm. and I was a bit like, nah. but the set design was really good. The music was on yeah. point. More like I, you know. So what I said at the time when Maury Gold was announced to be coming back, I was like, I'm sure he'll do a great job. I wish that someone else had been given the opportunity, but now I'm listening to Maury. I'm like, you know what? They couldn't have got anyone else back to do this. Like, he's just... They probably could have got someone new to do a great job, but just hearing Maury, I'm, I'm right at home. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I want to give Segan all the love in the world because I do think he's going to be an underrated composer. He's written some good stuff, but Maury is like... He, he, he is the man, in fairness. He is the man. He's the man of Absolutely. the hour. He's the man with the plan, like with the podcast with the plan. Yeah, look, I mean, I feel like maybe uh, in the Star Beast, uh, it kind of uh, blended into the background with me. With Murray God, there were some like really standout scenes, like uh, the the TARDIS uh, the TARDIS Thank reveal you. scene. Oh, that music I, is just so I thought beautiful. That that I mean, that really brought me back to you know 2008, 2010, when you know Murray was kind of like, here's here's some mm. beautiful, beautiful music, really showcasing the scene. But this week, I, it kind it kind of felt yeah, kind of more subdued, more kind of te- yeah, techno-y sci-fi. And I was like, yeah, Murray, go mm. off, do that, yeah, do that, King. I um, just yeah. so yeah. No, there, there is there is a lot of good stuff in this episode, but I think probably for yeah your, yourself and myself, expectations were maybe a bit too, high, too high for this one. So I think naturally, do I felt let down? Mm, I don't know. Do I think it should have played out differently? Yes. Okay. That's that's where I'm. That's what mm, I'm going to say. Intriguing. Very very intriguing. I'm with you. I, I, I think expectations ruin the episode a bit first watch. I think watching it again, I'd be intrigued to see if you have the same kind of process that I did because watching it again without the expectations, that's what changed it for me. If I'd have gone straight into this having not watched it again, I think I'd have been having a very different conversation with you. Um, yeah. So when you've watched it again, presumably you will have watched it at least once before next week. I'll be intrigued to see if your opinions change. Um, oh, Ivy's just joined the chat. Main protagonist, one of our previous guests who has said... Uh, she didn't like the episode as an anniversary episode, but loves it as if it was a regular one. Which well kind of backs to what I said, like where yeah, it's, it feels exactly. like a series four episode that's just pulled out and plonked into the it, specials. Yeah, it's it's literally just yanked out of two thousand eight. To further so, prove that, the last ten minutes aren't even on the ship. There's a bit on the TARDIS that's extended and stuff with Wolf. Like you, if yeah. you, if you cut out a couple of tiny bits of the spaceship, it don't have that long ending. You have got pretty much a 45, 50 minute episode of Doc Two that could have been slap bang in series four. Get revising new well. and you're sorted. Have the TARDIS disappear. <laughs> Title roll. Do you done? Yeah. There you go. Uh, we, okay, so if you want to see the official uh, series four edit of Wild Blue Yonder, go to our Patreon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Actually, no, to be no, fair, no. we should we should do a shill to say uh, if you are enjoying the podcast on li- live right now on YouTube, please do click that subscribe button. We wanted to hit 1,800 yeah. subs, and we did overnight. And on the channel yeah, thank now. You. How many subscribers have we got? Let's have a look. Take, Crispy, take a guess. How many do you think we have right now, currently? 1,820. 1,843. Oh, wow. Guys, so, thank you so I'd, much I'd like for showing up. I'd like to set a goal up. for 1,900 so 2K can be the goal next week, but I think still 2K by Christmas is feasible. But either way, if you're enjoying Christmas. this, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're an audio listener and you want to check out the video versions, go over there and subscribe. Or just subscribe anyway to show that you love us, even if you just listen on audio platforms. Go subscribe yes, YouTube. Thank You've you. got a YouTube account, thank right? Thank you so much. We all do. If you don't have a YouTube account... <laughs> I'm laughing at the three people that fits. Much like Apple Podcast listeners, like I do all the time. Love oh, you lots. I was about to say, to they're go going back. to get a shout out, aren't they? They're going to get... So, Troy, I thought a beautiful thing to end this episode while we're just chit-chatting. Ooh, okay. If anyone's got any question that... If anyone's got in the live chat, uh, anyone's got any questions about Wobbly Yonder and they want to pick our mm-hmm. brains, go ahead. Leave them in the chat because I'm still processing this. Troy's watched this two times. Yes. So you, you'll have some differing perspectives, absolutely. But, yeah, uh, Troy, your overall score, has it uh, stayed the same? Has it moved up? Has it moved down? What do you think? I'm going to stick with... Oh. 
I think 8 to an 8.5 for both of the episodes so far, because I don't know which one I like more objectively or personally. I think 8 to 8.5 is, is perfectly fine for me. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. I think, again, That's once I've seen the giggle and I know all three, I can, I'll rate them more fairly, I believe. But for now, I'm going to keep them both about the same place. Okay. There is okay. one more thing I to do, by the that. way, before we get to the questions, but we'll get there in a second. What about you, Crispy? Oh. Uh, I, uh, look, I don't know. Don't I you? think it will definitely change, but I look, just to be safe, I'll give both the Star Beast and Well Beyond a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. I think. Mm. I think I I enjoyed how much more uh, tonally consistent um, the this week's was as compared to last week's. Mm-hmm. I think I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely wasn't as, uh, I, I don't know, uh, ambitious as I thought the episode was going to be. Yeah, I get you. Fair enough. Thank you very Fair much. Enough. Well, what have you what have you got in store? I don't know if you just us, saw Troy. it very quickly. I was trying to very quickly hide it, but uh, m- much like continuing the joke of Apple Podcast listeners, I thought it would just be very nice to very briefly just share on the episode our Spotify Wrapped for Who's There a Doc Two podcast. I thought it'd be nice to just share it like oh. we did last year. It's not an interactive quiz like last time where I got you to answer all the questions because there wasn't as much in relation to that. Do you remember what... Because right. we'll get there in a minute. Do you remember what our most, most popular episode was this year? No. Okay, good. So we'll get there in a minute. So uh, just to share the stats for those of you listening on Spotify, for irony's sake, um, for the podcast this year, we it had a listener increase of 17%, 78% more streams, 76% more followers, and 36% more minutes created. I think, inter- wow. just, interestingly, there's only a smaller increase on listeners, but a lot more on followers. So maybe... The people who were already listening about? decided to follow us this time around. They were like, you know what? I've listened enough. Maybe, you know, maybe this is a more serious relationship <laughs> than I thought it was. I don't know. I don't know. But I thank don't you know. all. We really, really appreciate thank you all being here. It's lovely. Yeah, guys, it's, it's been a good year. Yeah, it really has. So, next up, uh, apparently we created 3,000 minutes worth of podcasts this year. Crikey. I know. And that's only till roughly start November. Um, it was meant to end in uh, 30, October 31st, but then Spotify tweeted out being like, that's not the end. Then they deleted the tweet, so I don't know what the cutoff was. It was somewhere around there. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Top five countries. I don't know if it shows it. No, it doesn't. That's annoying. Um, I know UK was top and Australia was second, so you got a lot of Australia oh, people in, Crispy. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Um, Thank you I very think, much for rocking up, I think guys. Finland nice. was in the top five as well, interestingly. Finland. So, yeah. Shout out like to fifth. Finland. So thank you to all of our from listeners. Finland. Thank you. But you can see there the, the beginning of a, of a stat, what I want to share here. For uh, 466 people, we were a top 10 podcast on Spotify no this year. No way. For 328 what? people, we made the top five. But for 96 people, we were the top podcast for them on Spotify this year. One of whom wow. was my mum. So shout out to her. Wow. That's unreal. Isn't it just? Thank you. Oh Isn't my gosh, just? we always crack this century with people... Gosh, I know, I was like, in my head, to, I was like, that's an amazing everyone. number, but I wish it had been 100. I was like, we're so close. Oh, but well, next year, something, something next to year. strive for. Yeah, something to strive for. Wow, yeah. that so is thank unreal. thank you all very much. Uh, and we Thanks, end guys. With this. Oh, wait, did you see it? I just realised I was meant to ask no, you. I, no, I, okay, no I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Random guess, because I know we didn't have an episode of Doctor Who, so it's not like last year where it was like, I wonder what the biggest episode was. Power of the Doctor. Take a wild guess. What do you think was our most popular episode on Spotify this year? Uh, our favourite cliffhangers, part two. I don't think that was far off, actually, but our most popular episode was episode 77, fairly uh, recent, breaking down the new 60th trailer. <gasps> new of shot. Of course, of course. New shot. Oh, there's a new shot in there. New shot. That was a fun episode. That was, that great, was, that was a great was, episode. That was a fun episode, actually. So, there you go. I thought that was fun. So, thank you to everyone on Spotify and on every platform. We'll do a proper yeah. thank you at the end of the year. I, we haven't fully decided our year-end plans. I know we said already I might do a live episode for the Christmas thing, yeah, whether you're busy with family. After, you know, after show, we'll, maybe, and then we can do a proper yeah. a proper one boxing day. Yeah, that'll, that'll be, well, yeah, well, yes, yes. You, We'd have to record it and not do it live, because I might be busy with yeah. family, but we can do that. We'll sort it later, oh, yeah, we'll yeah. sort it later. Point we'll is, sort it we'll, do later, a big, we'll do a big kiss your backside, you're all very cool, inflate your <laughs> ego thing at the end of the year, all right? So sit tight. This is just for Spotify people right now. You guys are special. Yeah. Um, much like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we want to compare our Spotify raps later, but I will just say I was very stunned to find that I was now a big Swifty with Taylor Swift being my biggest artist of the year. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, oh gosh. Dear. Can you guess who mine was? I wonder. I wonder. 
Mm, I think mm. you like your California girls personally, but there you go. Oh, there you go. oh, isn't that funny? You and our, like our top artists are Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. Just, we should have a feud and then solve it many years later. It's so funny to me that the first, I've said this already, but the first episode of the podcast, you had a Taylor's version t-shirt on. And yeah. then literally within the last year, the, like, like Midnight's came out October last year and I was like, that's pretty good. Maybe I like Taylor Swift now. And then one year later, your number one artist on Spotify. <laughs> Wild. Taylor's- Wild. Look. Wild. Just Blue yonder. how fast the night. So, oh, oh. To, finish, to finish the episode, because that's a good, a good point. Yes. Let's get some questions, thoughts, reviews from you lot in the live YouTube chat. So if you're listening to this after the fact... What were you doing? Sleeping? That's not important. Watch the live episode next week because we will do this again with you next week. Oh, so, yeah, we folks, will. It's going to be big. Thoughts, questions. Crispy, I reckon we bounce between each, each of us, pick out a couple, chat them through. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Take absolutely. the lead, my friend. Uh, we, Take the lead. We have one. This is not favoritism from one of my favorite people. Joey Underwood, who's edited many a crispy video, has said, do you favoritism, think... Favoritism, bribery, loads of random terms. Oh, oh. No, go on. Uh, do you think the superstition thing was setting up the toy maker? Seemed like it was hinting at something. Yeah, the yeah, salt. Look, I, I don't know. There was there was something there. I'll have, I don't know. You've watched it twice, Troy. So <laughs> I don't know if I fully picked up on the superstition twice upon a thing. Twice time. I, I don't know if that was maybe um, like playing on the fact of like the, the monster was trying to copy them and it's kind of hard to copy like a superstition because you're not like it's something you can believe and not believe yeah. at the same time. They very much played on that idea. Um, but I don't know if it was explored that well. Maybe it will because the toy maker, I think, from what I know, is very good at kind of playing with reality. Mm. So maybe next week I'll get someone turned into Matt Smith, please. Oh, please, um, please. But we'll see, we'll see. So I don't know, it very well could be, very well could be, Joey, but I can't say for certain because the Crispy for Showrunner campaign hasn't worked quite yet. We'll so get I don't there. Know You've the already sowed your seed by being over in the UK. It begins. I know, I have, I have. So we will see. It's going to go we from Russell the Davies to Crispy the Pro. Um, Crispy the Pro. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds like it could be a bad thing. Um, no, so he kind of he made a suggestion that the times he was like, you know, because I I introduced a superstition at the edge of the universe where everything is possible, which is very Doctor Who speak. Uh, maybe suggesting that he could have changed how things work, but maybe 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 he suddenly come back and the the toy makers causing chaos. Maybe him doing this superstition at the edge of the universe is what's allowed the toy maker to resurface, and he's not realised it yet. And that's why he showed up at the end of episode two. I don't know. That could mm. be a stretch. That could be a stretch. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I don't, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, good question. I would like to immediately pick out uh, Sarah Glover in the chat because this is something I forgot to mention and wanted to. Uh, did you like the Venom reference in this episode? I heard that and it oh caught me off guard. Gosh. I was like, what? Venom? <laughs> in Doctor Venom? Who? Are they allowed Russell to see Davis has Russell T. Davis has seen Venom confirmed. Because the thing is, my mum went, isn't that because it's a Disney thing now? And I was like, no, because that's like the film rights are Sony and Marvel, not Disney and Marvel. So it's not even like and product placement. Plus, this, this was filmed like during the negotiations. So maybe, True. maybe, but like this, this isn't, I don't think, by the way, guys, I don't think this is technically the Disney backed who maybe they help with some vfx and yes stuff, i have something to add I in think... here i have something to add in here oh yes russell yes, said in go. an interview at the uh, at the screening for star beast a couple days before it came out he was like people have been asking me why haven't disney plus been promoting it? it's like that's because this is the calm before the storm they have got a huge push plan for season one this is like the i in- thought entry. that might so, be yes, the case you are correct oh troy i'm so excited for shooty gatwa that i kind of want to get there now because I think mm. all the stars are going to align. Maybe I thought <clears throat> the stars would align for the 60th, but I <clears throat> think the stars will definitely align for season one. You think the stars will align in a... Can, can you do like a, a, a ding-dong or a drum roll or something? Do a drum roll if you got one. Um, uh, yeah, I can, I can do a drum roll. You think the stars will go. align in... Uh, <clears throat> May 2024, perhaps? Oh! <gasps> What, what, what do you? What, I don't know what, if what this is true. I'm just saying I saw this shared on Twitter. Apparently, Jane Tranter said, uh, I think it might be the same thing. Apparently, she accidentally leaked that the release date would be May 2024. Don't know if that's completely true, but it would add up like a first half uh, of the year. I believe it. So I believe it. I was expecting April, but you know, May's not far off. You know, that, that, that's no, fine. No, so, it's, there you go. it's going to be a beautiful eight weeks of our life. There you go. Just thought I'd mention that there. But, uh, but yeah, okay. like, Disney push. Yeah, I think the Disney push will come more with the new season. Definitely. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I have so. my GCSEs then. What? Well, listen, need I remind you of the story of me doing the sixth with the fiftieth special in the cinema? And you know, it was it was my motivation getting through my first GCSE test. <laughs> where I was like, this so is that my will, reward. That will be for Look you. at it yeah. like that. You know, look at you know, you get you go, right, I'll get Shooty's first episode as a reward for doing these exams. Look at it like that and it'll be much nicer. At least it worked for me. Um so Oh wait, what Joey Underwood said that oh wait. Oh, right. so Sarah Glover says Russell said about a script for season two for May 2025, and then Joey Underwood said May 2025 for season two is already confirmed, so it makes sense. All right, so oh, all right. Well, it might be just like a yearly thing in so, May. Gosh, <laughs> May's going to be good for us. Um, I may be onto something there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've dabbled with podcast jokes. Now meet the genuine article. Where's Paul? Right. Where's Mike from Fishing Chips? He made this Sonic. I'm doing all the bits. Crispy. All the bits. Me up. Oh all the my bits. days. I just dropped my Sonic and it very nearly caused me a very personal problem. Oh my days. Oh. <laughs> you can figure it the out. Son- it landed Sonic on Sonic like action. three centimeters away. That was that was Danger Zone. <laughs> Kenny Loggins was about to sing about it. Okay, Crispy. Yeah, right. Take another comment. What have you got? Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Uh, d- uh, here we go. We've got this from Say Harry. Do you want them to mention the Timeless Child in more episodes? I think <sighs> it very much will be a plot point. I am so excited. <laughs> Ethan nearly landed on his Red Archer, bro. Um, <laughs> I am so interested to see if he does more now. Whether he just touches on it as if to go, hey, look, you know, it, it happened. We're not undoing it. Or whether he really is going to do something. Because I don't know. I don't know, know if he'll delve into it because I mean they cut. They kind of did. Arguably, mm. they didn't do it enough in the Chibnall era. Absolutely. So, but maybe I don't know. I think Russell genuinely is intrigued by the Timeless Child plot point. Do I think he will like make it a whole series arc? No. But will it be referenced again? I'm going to say yes. Mm. Wait, did someone mm. say Timeless Child? Oh, oh, the no. Um, oh no! While he's doing that, that, while he's doing that, before he hits the boss, so in, many um, buttons. While he's looking for it, I will just add in. As I said before, to me, I saw Chibnall handling the, the timeless child as him opening the box and saying, "You know what? This is a toy box for everyone to play with. I'm opening the doors, yeah. and I'm going to let everyone else have their fun with it." So you know, it might be that a showrunner comes up, looks at the toys, and goes, "These are rubbish. I'm going to go and play on the on the PlayStation." That maybe mm. someone will walk up and go, "This is a really cool toy. I want to play more with it." I think Russell's the latter. I think he may want to explore it from here, and I'm intrigued to see. I, I, I'm, I'm of a mind that Chibnall did the right amount with Timeless Child and opening the doors and leaving it for other people to do to do things with. I just wasn't expecting Absolutely. Russell to do it so soon. But Crispy, did someone say Timeless Child? I think they probably did at some oh, point. Did they? But, but it would be nice if the soundboard worked. Oh, but, is it not uh, working? Oh, I was <laughs> trying to set you up, man. I know. Oh I had all that time. I thought I thought it was prepared, but uh, it's not. So maybe next week, if they mention the timeless child, oh, we could have it play. Okay. Well, well. Oh well. If you're a fan of this podcast, you know what we're on about. If you're new listening to this episode, oh, we're so sorry. We have a bit when we when we play a song whenever we mention the timeless child, but the song isn't working, and that's the beauty of live television. Live television. Yeah, this is TV. We're on the TV. Folks. TV. TV. Um, okay, so uh, just before we finish up on YouTube, we're at one thousand eight hundred forty-seven subscribers. Any chance we can get to one eight fifty by the end? You know, like a couple if of subs. You, if, if yeah, if anyone wants to subscribe, you please, know, it, that'd be fantastic. It, it's, it's like when they say donate to charity. You know, reach reach behind your sofa. There's a pound back there, mate. Come on, I'm going Australian for well, some not, reason. We're, we're, reach we're the back your sofa, but money right now. Reach, we, we just want you to press we do that want money. subscribe well, button. No, reach re- subscribe <laughs> to our Patreon. We'll have some money, and you can get some cool stuff oh, over whoa, there. Whoa, but whoa, whoa, whoa. but oh. no, reach 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 under your phone. I was gonna make it reach under your phone. There's a sub button there. You know, press it. Press right it. There. Press it. Press it's right it. there. It's right in front of you. It's right in front of you, mate. It's right next to your shrimp on your Barbie. Press the button. Oh no. Press oh, the button. No. Come on. He's do ruined it. it now. Do it. Okay. He's ruined it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Let's pick out one more for me to read, and then we will finish off. So, um, oh, do you know what? Here's here's yeah. Here's the best way to end it. Thank you, draw with Cameron Smith. Uh, he wants to know, Troy and Crispy, what did you think of the ending? Not Bernard because we all loved it, but the chaos and the plane crashing. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, like I, I honestly think a plane crashing, as I said earlier, a bit Last of Us, but almost feels a bit too dark for Doctor Who because that plane, I think, is actually going to fully crash. Are people going to be dead on it? Presumably, like absolutely, people are going to die. It was so close. Yeah, if, if the doc, if the Doctor was a few kilometers ahead, that TARDIS is getting hit, mate. Mm. That TARDIS is getting yeah. hit, 
Uh, so no, I mean, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued for next week. I think, yeah, that that the toy maker has got a giggle in everyone's head. Mm. So we will have to see how the doctor. Um, you know, takes out a little bit of laughter from all of us. It's going to be intriguing. It's going to be very, it's going to be very, very intriguing. intriguing. But yeah, I, I think I think the cliffhanger was better and kind of almost well, uh, uh, a better timed than last week. Last week, I think the the cliffhanger came out of nowhere, and we were like, "Oh, Donna spilt coffee." Oh, oh we're, my we're god! All of a sudden, I did it again. <laughs> boom! Yeah, I mean, it's iconic, but it was yeah, it was very just very like Crispy's internet dying. That's also iconic. Oh no, my camera died even though we're not using my DSLR. That's classic. Well, that's just a signal to end it then, isn't it, Crispy? Yeah. We're so out. Crispy, See what ya. are your close what are what are Crispy's closing cameraless comments? Uh wow. Wild blue yonder. More like mild blue yonder. I'm kidding. It was alright. <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It was not. A mild blue yonder. It was. It was a little. It was had a little bit of a kick to it. Had a little bit of spice to it. Um, but was it as wild as blue as it could be? Probably not. That's me. That's me. Troy. Your what do problem. You think? It's you. Yeah. We, we get it. We get it. Oh gosh. Oh my. Ladies gosh. and gentlemen, uh, I think Wild Beyonder was a very good episode that was diluted by unrealistic expectations. I think expectations mm. were, were natural for this. I don't saw people on Twitter being like, oh, you shouldn't be expecting anything. No, expectations were nope, natural. There, there was a precedence, yeah, absolutely. Problem is, they got a bit too wild. They, they, we got a bit too many expectations and it just went wrong. Oh, you're back. Troy. Oh, hello. Troy, we were the Wild Blue Yonder in the end. The Wild Blue Yonder were the friends you made along the way and you're a friend I made along the way. Oh, wow. Best oh, friend, my buddy. Gosh. You want to be that, sweet? That's the, you... that's, that's the wildest, the bluest thing we've ever said. I just called him my best friend. And he, he didn't even he didn't even blush or anything. I, I, I said that on many episodes ago. No, it's fine. It's oh fine. My it's fine. God. I see oh, feelings change. End the episode. Feelings end the change. Episode. You know what? I'm not even having you on the screen. I'm going to take over. I'm going to take no. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for listening and watching episode 87 of Who's There Doctor You podcast, where we reviewed Wild Blue Yonder. Join us next week as we begin at the end game of Who's There a Doctor You podcast in 2023. <gasps> the final episodes are coming. There's not many left to go this year now, but next oh my week, gosh. we look at the giggle. The week after, Correct. we look back on the, the 60th anniversary specials. We have got plans for guests. I'll say that much. I don't know if we can make it work, uh, but it's it's going to be a very good one if we can make it happen, so cross your fingers. Um, it's all about lining up schedules. If not, our guests guests uh, will show up another time. I'm sure Chris people they mm. know. Oh, but yeah, absolutely. But either way, it'll absolutely. be an amazing episode with or without them. I'll try to make it better if they're there. But after that, so in just three weeks from the time of recording, the live in-person episode that Chris, well, not live, the in-person oh. episode that we recorded together <laughs> will be debuting December 23rd, episode 90, with con stories, Crispy's UK trip, a whole host of stuff beyond that. It was on, honestly, I know it sounds like we're trying to sell it, but it genuinely was one of the best recording sessions we've ever it done. It was a fun one. I absolutely it was loved a fun it. One. And it's our little Christmas present to you two days before Christmas Day, where we'll be talking anyway then about Shooty and Millie. So exciting times. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all very much for watching. We will see you all next time where we look back on the giggle. So join us if you're listening on audio platforms and you weren't here for the live stream, or even if you're here for the live stream now, join us next week at 9 p.m. GMT, that is UK time, which should be approximately an hour and a half after the giggle concludes for, we, for us to chat all about it, for us to chat about Neil Patrick Harris, whether Donna dies for the third time in these specials at this point, how the regeneration, how it all goes, shooting taking over, a lot to chat about. But we will see you all then. So until then, it is goodbye from Crispy. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. See you all next week in episode 88. Allons-y, baby. Allons-y, baby. Allons-y, baby.